Okay, so um, our last our last subject today is um, we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the fact that Sam Wilson is officially Captain America. Oh, that was my yes, sir. There it is. And um, so, you know, as uh, you know, as somebody who's not a big Marvel person, um, I mm. haven't like I haven't bothered watching WandaVision. No offense. Wanda and Vision just don't they don't do anything for me as characters like I'm not interested in them. So okay. I didn't I didn't bother watching WandaVision. Uh, uh, but I hmm? uh, Medusa, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. No one actually likes Wanda besides debaters. <laughs> and even battle debaters don't actually like her. They're just like bullying other battle debaters with her. Like, why do you think the X-Men and the Avengers keep pushing her on onto the other team? Like, oh, nope, nope, she's your problem. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I just like, you know, I just maybe it was the fact that I just felt like she was I don't know, underutilized in the movies or something. Like, I don't know, but I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about her. For me, honestly, I think when I, when I realized I didn't care about her or Vision was when they both got whooped by Thanos's people, but like Black Widow can save them. Like, I, and, and yes, Captain America's too, but I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. You like can alter, you know, universes in people's minds and Vision is supposed to be this super powered like AI kind of thinking, y'all get whooped by minions. Like I was like, ah, oh, okay, and that that was kind of where my interest dropped. I mean, so I well, didn't I didn't uh, care to watch the TV show, but with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now everybody knows that um, the Winter, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is my all time favorite Marvel movie. It's like my number one. Yeah. I just think the movie is well done in all aspects: story, character development, action. There's a couple parts of the action where it's like. Eh, really but for overall it's my number one movie so when i heard that they were making this show um i already knew i was going to watch it and um mm -hmm. you know it finished last week the first season thank god it's not you know just one and done you know they're gonna hopefully they're gonna keep going um but i yeah. just really it was a for it to only have what six episodes seven six, episodes yeah. six. Some, uh, six episodes it was really well done in six mm -hmm. episodes like, yes. I can't think of a single part that I felt was lacking or, you know, maybe they didn't, you know, explain enough or, you know, there was there wasn't really any loose lens. Like, like they did it really well and they packed so much. They packed emotion, history. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole world got introduced to Isaiah Bradley. Right. And comic readers, too. Yeah, I think comic readers, too. Comic readers who may not have known about his story got to learn about him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So in the episodes where Isaiah Bradley, you know, showed up first, like I had looked and there was like all kinds of searches about Isaiah Bradley in the comics and it became Isaiah Bradley Marvel's, what, uh, uh, on uh, what is it, covered up secret or un secret um, un uh, dug up or something like that, where it's like yeah. they told his story, but not really. And then they just, didn't do anything with him and he's just been out there but he's always been in marvel's history but they didn't really give him the proper respect that they should have and they gave that to him in the series yeah you know what and, i mean um and that that is one of the things that makes the the introduction of this character in mcu so pivotal because of the comic book arc uh the comic uh mini series that they did i think it i think it was 2003 uh was uh i think it was uh i believe it was 2003 i may be wrong 
but uh that was when they had introduced his character uh mm. it was uh called a uh, red white and black and oh mm. and basically the the it draws parallels from the tuskegee experiments mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how they tested like a version of the super soldier serum on him and he was like one of the few people if not only one it worked on they sent him on missions but they never publicly released his name of being right out there on missions and they basically just hit him away like a dirty secret yep and you know, for that, for that, for them to go that route and introduce this character, it not only brings more substance to the MCU, but it also leads a lot more uh, interesting things in the future. Because I don't know whether or not they'll bring in his son, but they definitely already introduce his grandson, yeah, who becomes who eventually becomes a young Avenger later on. Oh, so who does he become? So, uh, Patriot. Oh, I've heard that name before. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he he was he was a part of the the Young Avengers team. So I mean, and you know we've already seen seeds planted for that because you know we already got introduced to uh uh, uh Billy and Billy and Tommy and Wandavision who are Wicked and Speed. You know uh because well you didn't watch it but basically there's there her essentially. The only way you could put them is that she basically conjured her sons out of thin air. Oh my god! I promise, and I promise the show explanation is one is exactly I calculate this one hundred and thirty-two times less confusing than the anime. I mean, the, the than the comics than the comic how the comics were. Yeah. So, but Trust yeah, me. because I was like the whole thing, like, you know, she was dealing with different stages of grief about like this life that she never got a chance to have with vision. So obviously, you know, she, you know, got married, had a house, had kids, this, that, and the third or whatever. So essentially like they are the son of Wanda and vision. So, uh, and they, and the crazy thing is that they have their mom and uncle's powers respectively. Like, uh, I, I forget i always forget which one is the speedster and which one is the magician but basically one is a speedster and one is the magician just like their mom and uncle but they introduced but we we saw those characters so you have that then of course we got kate uh, bishop William is the billy is the um magician he's wicked so billy is wicked okay so yeah. billy is wicked and tommy is speed okay so we got those characters they introduced yeah. eli yeah. Uh, eli bradley patriot in this show we still got Miss Marvel later on and uh, Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. So they're already planting seeds for something else to go down, which I think is pretty dope. But but going back to this, it's just like I said, it's it's one of those things that I feel that was very important mm -hmm. with them adding to the to adding that substance to this, because, again, it's like, you know, it's always refreshing or just just it's always refreshing when we actually see like comics touch on current issues when mm -hmm. and you know which comics have always done it's mm -hmm. nothing new comics have always touched on uh current issues of the time so let's not let's not act like that's new right. so uh you know and because because they've even touched on other stuff like uh like they've touched on immigration in, in, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways in this uh, with uh, the flag smashers and like with them becoming their own, you know, 
uh, I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say I don't want to necessarily say terrorist group, but even though they kind of were doing terrorist shit, but extremist group. Group. Yeah. Okay. Like radicals, extremists. Radicals. The moment they start blowing stuff up, you're like, okay, yeah, they're terrorists. Like, right. Yeah. Well, but it's like, but it's, it's one of those situations where it didn't start out that way. Like they right. were very much, they were very much a revolutionist type of group or whatever that just wanted right. to be, you know, whatever. Like after the, you know, the decimation, the blip, whatever you want to call it. Like, and them addressing that, you know, again, further addressing the aftermath of everybody coming back after mm -hmm. Endgame. Mm -hmm. It's like, again, it's like you see that, like, it ain't just you know, hey, everybody's back. Like, it's literally become like a a a, a GPD issue for, like, a lot of different countries now because, yeah. like, they already, like, calculate these people gone. Now, all of a sudden back and, you know, they can't approve loans for certain people because of Resources this. Resources running out. Like, right. They don't have right. enough housing. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, and, and, it's, and it's interesting because it's it just kind of solidifies that you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And some, but some, at some point, something still has to be shaken up and i just love the fact that this show really just brought winter soldier and civil war full circle with its storytelling um overall it's like i know some people kind of complain about it like you know being too short and feel like and and i granted granted i do think like the show probably could have benefited for maybe one more episode uh, I don't know, like, if COVID had anything to do with it. It might have, but... But I know. didn't feel it was rushed in any way. I didn't feel it was rushed. I didn't... I don't feel I don't feel it was rushed either, but they definitely were working on a fast track with this. Yeah, story. yeah. They, that, they definitely yeah. were. Just, just, but that, but to me, that's a feat in itself, because anytime, like, you do something that's fast track and it doesn't completely feel like it was rushed, it's like, dude, that's a feat in itself because they they did so much within six episodes, and it mm -hmm. was like, wow, you know, it's like, you know, they uh, just deal with systematic racism, uh, mental health, PTSD, immigration, you know, a lot of different stuff, and it's just like, dude, like I didn't expect this show to hit like to it did. So it's much, like, it's, yeah, and it's like as much as I like Wandavision for what they did. This move, this show is easily better. It, you it's, know, it's and better than WandaVision. So, and one of the things that I liked in between the dynamic of going back to what you talked about, um, when we all learned about Isaiah Bradley and the and, and yeah, that the government basically used him, and then when some of his people got captured, the government was going to kill him, they were going right. to bomb like the compound because not because not trying to say, but to cover up. You know, the fact that they were experimenting on these black men and Isaiah Bradley right. was being held. He broke out, got his people right. out, and then he was able to escape with, you know, some help from a nurse um, and then remade his life. And the dynamic between him and Sam Wilson, I think, was was very important because, you know, us as African-Americans, we definitely have a troubled history with our government. You know oh, what absolutely. I mean? And and you have <laughs> black people who feel exactly like Isaiah Bradley, like, you know, fuck them, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But then you do have a lot of people who feel like Sam, like because of what you went through, Isaiah, you know, and because of what I'm trying to be for, you know, kids coming up under me, 
nobody can tell me what I, what, how I'm supposed to feel and what I'm supposed to do to make my contribution. I want to right, right the wrong that was done to you and let other people know that black people are here and you can be, you know, Captain America. I thought that that dynamic between him and Isaiah Bradley was very interesting because I know that there were black people who were on both sides of spectrums, you know, who Absolutely. were like one or the other and black people who felt both. I honestly can see both. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I just felt that that was one of the things that really touched me is that dynamic between him and um, him and Isaiah and Sam wrestling with if he really can be you know, Captain America as a black man. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, just to touch on that just really quick, because I definitely want uh, uh, Toku to uh, yeah. chime in. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I thought that was really cool was the, and a lot of this stuff you can kind of infer because like you kind of have to go by what, how he was trying to handle, like even thinking about taking up the mantle as Captain mm -hmm. America after he gave him the shield. And it was just like, you know, because uh, I think it, I think it was like a lot of layers to why he didn't, and it took him a long time to realize that. You know, you have it's not necessarily taking up Steve Mantle; it's like you right. have to take it your own, right? Because because I really do feel like it wasn't just it wasn't only the fact that he was a black man carrying the shield. I think it was really like the mindset that he feels like only Steve could carry that shield. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really big theme in the show. Yeah. And, and that's why I didn't get the complaints. Like people were complaining right. that Marvel missed an opportunity when he was fighting Carla and she told him to stay down. And he said no. And they're like, oh, he should have said I could do this all day. I'm like, no. That no. No. That completely defeats Exactly. That belongs to Steve. <laughs> exactly that was the point uh, and and that and that's another thing too that they missed like the thing is they keep forgetting that steve even even as much of a soldier he is he's still an understanding person exactly the thing is he 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 it's like again like if you have not been paying attention since winter soldiers since civil war and so on and so forth or whatever he's not just gonna it's like look he will do what he has to do but he's still a compassionate person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he it's not he wouldn't just like just just would have just beat Carly just for the sake of beating her or whatever because she's on the wrong. It's like, no, that's not who Steve was. And, and Steve's transition is, to become cynical at toward not really cynical, but skeptical. That transition right. was like years. Like he wants Steve wanted yeah. to serve his country. He wanted right. to fight. You know, the super soldier serum allowed him to be able to serve because obviously we all know that he wasn't physically fit enough but he right. always had that level of patriotism like from when we're first introduced to steve rogers right. in in the movie i obviously i'm not a comic creator but in the movies he always had that want to serve and to save people and help people be better yeah who he yeah, turned in towards the end that took a very long time after he learned what was really out there and that maybe the government is yeah, all because you learned that in winter be. soldier yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. So I just wanted to point that out going along with what you were saying about his character, yeah. but he still cared about people, which is why he, you know, spent so much time trying to find Bucky after he learned Bucky was alive. He still cares mm -hmm. about people after all right. of that. Mm -hmm. So, so um, and go ahead, Terry. Another thing I really liked is how they use symbolism without drawing super big attention to it. Like 
in episode five when they have the final battle with John Walker for the shield and right. Sam finally claims it. And you see he tries to wipe the blood off the shield mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get some of it off, but still but every time we see it from then on, it still has the blood stains on it. Mm-hmm. That's really good symbolism because it shows that John Walker's actions have permanently stained as represented by the dude that last shot in episode four. Oh my yeah, where he's holding the bloody shield after killing that dude. That was like that was that is something straight out of that is literally like a scene straight out of a comic book, straight up. Like that was was such a really great shot. It was. I was it was like ooh we because it's You're right. That that was definitely very strong. That in first uh, episode four and five, the symbolism in both of that was yeah. And shout out to and shout, and definitely shout out to Wyatt Russell at the looking and sounding like his dad, man. <laughs> For real, man. It's like now, now I want to see right now I want to see Wyatt Russell in a remake of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to do. I, I, well, no, I don't he, said take, he doesn't no, want to do. Listen, he didn't want to do. Honestly, yeah. him being him being in a remake of the thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but like, I just I like I could see him wanting to try to do something different. Like, I don't, I know he doesn't want to like be like in his dad's shadow forever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be, awesome. you know. But I mean, he was, he was. Yeah. I, I really, I felt a certain way about his character. Um, well, obviously, John Walker in general, whatever, but. I definitely like how they were able to at least kind of cover the contrast uh, as his character progressed between them pan- them picking him to carry the shield even after Sam put it in the museum allegedly but it's like the way they kind of transition John Walker to where he is now is just like it's like okay I can understand the complexity of this character like I still feel a certain kind of way about him but it's like it wasn't until like that last episode where it's like, okay, all right, I'm still side eyeing side eyeing you for a b- bit, but I'm like, okay, he's still a damn problem. Okay, yeah, he's most definitely, he's still most detached in like, a damn problem. <laughs> still a problem, you know. And and definitely. Go ahead, well, Toku. What was you saying? Well, let's look on the bright side. At least they didn't adapt William Burnside. We would never. Hear the end of it. Yeah, you yeah, you were talking about that before. <laughs> oh, um Medusa, if you don't know, William Burnside is the second Captain Marvel, the cap the commie basher Captain Marvel of the 50s. No one actually likes him. Oh. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, he's a terrible human being, and then the, then the super serum made him an e- even worse. Like, take every bad jingoistic part of the of McCarthy era, uh, United States, and make it a person. Oh, mm. okay. yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. Well, <laughs> that's going to be something. Yeah, that's yeah, literally not so, good uh, at all. But hey, I mean, that the MCU isn't adapting him because I I could not sit here and be online with people trying to defend him. I'd murder someone. Oh, not at all, dude. Like, it's basically just on that. It's like, dude, the logical choice was John Walker, bro. Yeah, yeah, and it John, was like, like, because with John Walker, you kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. Like, John Walker wants to do the right thing. He just doesn't know what the right thing is. And he's right. 
more and he's an impulsive impulsive moron and he and i think yeah. also he you know when it, it was funny to me because when he talked about how I think he was talking to Sam and he was like, yeah, like I studied Captain America, like all his moves or whatever. But it's like, but did you study? Like, did you really, like, do you really know everything? Like, do you know that who Steve the man Rod- was? Right, because, and, <laughs> and, and, and not just do you know who he was, but do you know what he had to deal with? You know, from when he, you know, because the kind of enemies, the kind of wars, the kind of battles he fought, like you're in over your head, dude. So it makes me yeah. wonder how it, much it, did the I, government I, tell I, him to prep I, him to take over as Captain America, because clearly they obviously left some shit out. Because yeah, <laughs> that man was unprepared in a lot of ways, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and I not, think that might have been part ready. of his frustration. No, he was not ready, and I think that was another part of his frustration. Also, if you ask me, ask me, the dichotomy between Sam and John is the perfect explanation of the Doctor's statement that Captain America should be a good man, not a perfect soldier. Exactly. Right. And Dr. Erskine like laid that foundation like early. Exactly. Exactly. Also, can we just be proud of Bucky for um handling his PTSD so well? I wanted to talk about that too. Go ahead. I wanted to talk about that too. Go ahead and talk about Bucky. But like this man went from sleeping on floors with a gun under his pillow, freaking out, having nightmares all the time, to just casually crashing on Sam on Sam's couch. Mm -hmm. No waking up smiling. He's like Mm. That's the power of black it people. Was, I'm just gonna it throw was, that out. It there. was great, man. It's, <laughs> first of all, look, let's let's just look. Can we just put it out there that Buck definitely was uh, spent a lot more time in Wakanda than we thought? Yeah. Just in general. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Cause I mean, my man was my man was definitely uh uh He was first name basis. Okay. Right. It was like it was, it was like my man was eyeing was basically like eyeing uh Sarah like lunch. <laughs> For a minute, it was like uh, he was definitely trying Listen, to be I wouldn't, be, surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if in season two he ain't moved in and got a toothbrush. Okay, he at the table. I'm saying he was, yeah, he, definitely, he was definitely trying right. to be a stepdad in episode four, man. Like, I, I, I mean, but it was five. That was five. It was episode five. relationship is it started off as just trolling Sam, and then they were like, "Oh wait, are we really doing this? Because we can really do this." <laughs> Listen, that flirt, that flirt with his sister when he first introduced him, he goes, and he does it so generally, like, and, it, and it, again, talking about his PTSD and dealing with it, like, when he gets set up on the date with the bartender, he's very nervous. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he doesn't really know how to respond to things. He, you know, he's uncomfortable. He's trying, but he's very nervous. But when he meets Sarah, he goes, hi, Comfortable as shit. Like, yeah, like, he's comfortable as <laughs> shit. Hi, I'm Bucky, by the way. It's like, that's what I'm you know what I'm my man was in Wakanda for long, longer than we thought, man. And it's like, look, and shout out, shout out to shout out to General Ale. Yes. And like the and the Dora Milaje man. Like, yes. bro. Yes. When they when they popped up to get Zemo ass, and like Zemo like, had a really great arc in this too. He did. And it's like, and it was like it, it was just so it was just so interesting because it's like it's not it is I just love stories anytime where they're able to successfully do a story where it's not so black and white and everybody falls into a gray area. It just depends on which end of the scale they fall off at. Mm-hmm. And it's like and it's like it's like the only person that I think that was obviously probably more problematic and essentially the ending that they got like was kind of was uh pretty much 
deserving in a lot of ways when it ended up with Carly because yeah unfortunately because because it was like it's like unfortunately for her it was just like she had been she had been through too much and done too much to be it to to be helped at that point and that's what Zemo says Zemo was like listen the minute she like tries to blow up the minute she trapped those she tied those hostages up but then blew the building yeah, that, was that, was when it. Was no, that was when there was no going back for her. That was the first time she had hurt quote-unquote innocent people. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just like Zemo said, like, she's going to get worse. You know what I'm saying? And the minute she, you know, crosses over into actually being a true extremist, which is where she was headed, he was like, there's only one ending for her. You're not going to be able to reach her. Like, that's going to be it because she right. had a goal. And at that point, she was going to do anything to achieve that goal. So now that, that was it. <clears throat> now... But and but 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 just oh, just really quick. Wait. But to that to to that argument, there's a chance that it might have been resolved a different way had John not been over. John not a listen, <laughs> listen. John messed that whole scenario up. Messed it up. Messed it up. But Toku, like, what were you going to say? Wait, hang on. Wait, follow Marvel. Toku, what were you going to add? Is it's no longer clear how much of their insanity, like. Thanks to episode six, we now know that that um, they can overcome the serum and do the right and do the right thing. So it's no longer clear how much of their insanity you can blame on the serum and how much of it is just them. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's something I like. Like I know the originally they're like, "Hey, all the serum does is enhance what's already there," but people were making the excuse that since the serum enhances things; it makes them out go out of control. But now that we know, thanks to John Walker's example, that you can pull yourself back, you can. It's unclear how much of Carly and John Walker's insanity is caused by the serum, and how much of it is just them. And they finally have power, so they're finally doing all their little power fantasies. And I don't. I have to admit, I'm not even sure if John Walker pulled himself all the way back. I think he still has snap capabilities. I don't. I don't think he's anything. Oh like no, Steve he's not Walker. over that by a long. Yeah, time. he ain't over that. He's not like Steve. Steve had his shit all the way in check. I don't think that's ever going to be John. I just think. Oh, no. I think there's going to be another incident that happens. He and he's just going had to jump off the thing is, John had a moment where he had to make a right choice because up to that point he was just trying his whole thing was just trying to get respect as captain america that was like that was his whole thing because <laughs> this is the parallel that i've always had with him and because i've said i've said this online before i probably said it in the group before but it's just like look throughout the entirety of the mcu steve has only reserved himself as captain america one time and that was in first avenger you ne- ever since then, it's just like, hey, if they called him out, he called him up, but he's never had to introduce himself as Captain America. Right. Right. Like everywhere. John did it like almost like every five minutes. Right. <laughs> there's an old there's an old saying. He who inter there's an old saying, and I know you guys are gonna think it's from Game of Thrones, but it's actually older than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones just kind of stole a real existing saying. Mm-hmm. He introduces himself at as king is not a true one right means mm-hmm. power if you're comfortable in your own power in your own uh in your own position you don't have to remind everyone else of it right right 
Right. And that, and that and that was the thing. It's like that was kind of like the problem he was having with because even though he did the training, he did that and third or whatever, he didn't understand what it meant when Steve wore the suit and carried mm-hmm. it. It was just like it was to him it was no different than him putting on his his serviceman uniform from him serving and all right. that. Now, granted, right. It doesn't mean that he was a bad person or anything like that. I'm sure he did the best he possibly could. That said, I mean, John is essentially equivalent to Erskine, Dr. Erskine in First Adventure going with uh, the the general's first choice for the serum versus Erskine choosing Steve. Because remember, like, he wanted to choose the guy that was, that you know, he was already in good shape, you know, whatever and all that. He was the perfect soldier. Right. But again it's like perfect soldier doesn't mean he's the, the right perfect person. Oh. right and that's right. what we learn and now even with them making a new version of this serum again like we still don't know what the effects are of, of that serum because it's like no one has ever been able to really successfully replicate now, yeah, this, right. is probably, this is probably like the best replication of the serum they probably have had since dr erskine yeah, but Dr. Erskine's formula was that that was a perfect concoction. They yeah. haven't been able to replicate that. Yeah, so we don't even know if the inst- if the mental instability comes from the serum itself being unstable. Right, That's mm-hmm. another possibility. Though I always yep. prefer though I always prefer the idea that the serum doesn't actually do anything to your mental state. Like I, 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 this is my personal. It's none of these ideas are canon. Like, we don't know anything for sure yet, but right. my personal favorite interpretation is that the serum doesn't do anything that you don't want it to do. Right. That's yeah. my Right. It might just enhance what's already there. So if you already was a little bit off, like yeah. with the way that John Walker just, right, <laughs> the serum may just enhance and make you even more off, which in my, in my opinion, that's what the case with John was yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, right. That, now, that, oh, yeah. also, um, but just really still, quick. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Toku, wait, oh, to- sorry, to- to- yeah, Toku, what was you sorry. saying? But at the end of the day, it's still like, sure, the, like, sure, like, for example, I have bipolar disorder, so I don't get angry, I get enraged, but I'm still able to control my rage and direct it to other things. I think I personally like interpreting the serum the same way. Like, yeah, it enhances what's there, but you still are in control and you still make the choices. Mm-hmm. It may, you know, it may also remove your ability to regulate yourself a little bit too. It, it you know might. what I'm saying? Yeah. That that could be something it may do. So you go off, you know, you can become unhinged a whole lot, you know, yeah. quicker. It may remove. Obviously, like you said, we don't know, but that could be something that it does too. It removes your ability to rein yourself in. It just like lets all that shit loose, depending on right. who you are. So if you don't have good control over yourself. Then you become a right. problem, and Zemo got to come after you at that point. Right. Which, and, by and the I way, think... I was impressed yeah, but... with Zemo. I don't know a whole oh, lot about Zemo besides yeah. what I saw in the movie, but I was sitting up here like, look at this dude. I I liked his whole character. I liked how he was a little yeah. bit. He had a little bit of comic relief in there, and some of the things that he would he would say to Bucky and Sam, where they were like, "Wait a minute, you got a plane?" He was like, "I'm a Baron." Like I was yeah. already a Baron when you. I had yeah. money. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. He was like, that's not a moniker. He was like, you know, that's not like 
uh, my villain name. Like I'm an actual Baron. I cracked up a little bit. I thought that yeah, was yeah, uh, but I like that. Was great. That was great. First time, like they actually confirmed he's a Baron in like on screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because if I remember correctly, in Age of Ultron, they just kind of brushed that off. Well, like, I don't even know if they if they really spoke touched on that. In no, 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 they didn't. It's oh, they, okay. I didn't no, think no, they did. He was first introduced in Civil War. Thank you. But um, oh, okay. they Thank made because I mean we know that he they they it, it could have been references to it or whatever because since like the 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 climax of the movie ended in Wakanda, I mean Sokovia. I'm sorry, yeah, but they and don't mention, they don't. Yeah, I just saw the movie the other day. They don't mention him being a Baron. No, I didn't mean. think they did either. Like, so I honestly but, thought he was just like this like, regular dude that had an axe to grind. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying. Winter Soldier, everyone just assumed he was just like a normal dude. Yes. Spy yes. Spy well, no, he's had he's had uh special forces training because I think they said because they showed that he was part of the Sokovian uh you, special forces. So like he's had training. No, but they that, don't talk, they don't they don't call to the fact that he has a whole lot of money. Right. They don't right. call they, they don't, don't call that. Yeah. That's what I meant by a normal dude. So yeah, I, I, yeah, a normal yeah, right. Yeah. So that so it makes more sense now because I used to I used to always ask how can this again how can this regular dude like know you know what I'm saying like find out and know all this stuff and now that I understand who he is because of the series I'm like oh okay so he's got access to this and he knows this person you know he got this kind of money these kind of connections so I get it you know how he was able to come across Bucky's trigger words or whatever like right. I, I understand now because the movies. I honestly just thought he was like Toku Seri said. I thought he was a regular dude that was scorned because his family died and you know whatever. But I was right. like, there's no way he could come across this. You know, he had he had, he had to be more than that. To be more than that. Yeah, now, now I understand because the connections and the money that he has, I get it. I get it now. I understand that now. So yeah, right. So um, yeah. and then really really quick too, just going back to touching on Bucky, I did think that Bucky's story was um very well done in this too. You know what I'm saying? The fact that where he let Sam know why he was so upset that he gave up the shield and what that meant to him as far as, you know, Steve put a lot of effort to save Bucky. You know what I'm saying? He put in a lot of effort to save him, to, you know, he took him to Wakanda to take him to people who could help him. And, you know, Bucky felt like Sam giving up the shield meant that maybe Steve was wrong about saving his life. And, you know, the, right. the nightmares he had about the things he had done and, and the way that he was kind of trying to uh, rectify those. I like the fact that it was Sam who coached him a little bit too, not just his therapist, but Sam really telling him, you know how you, you know how you help the nightmares you have to do to work. You doing what you think will help, but that's not really helping these people. You know what I'm right. saying? Or whatever. And Bucky's journey you know, seeing that he struggled, you know, the part where he was in Wakanda and he was, you know, she was saying, the general was saying the words to him and, Man, you know, that, that part, that part, part hit and me him, so much. Yeah. And it w- it made me wonder what they had did with him before. Like, did they just have sessions where they just said the word to him over and over and then he had to mentally, you know, challenge that? Did they do, you know, did they do other kind, some kind of therapy with them? It makes me wonder what that was, but that was a really powerful moment. And the way that he was able to fight that finally and free himself, that was a very powerful thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and then people were talking about how they felt in the fight scenes, how they felt like Bucky wasn't Bucky. 
Um, because he was, you know, and some of the things he was some some of the things he was getting whooped some of it. But then I told people and and you saw this one scene or this one comment I said, Kyle in the group, all you gotta mm. do is watch the club scene with Zemo. And where right. they had still hit the winter soldier. And he said those trigger words and the way Bucky cleared cleared them people out, it's there. He just doesn't want to be that person anymore. So Absolutely. he different. Yep. He really is trying to disassociate himself like totally. And I thought that was, you know, really well done. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a lot that's what a lot of people don't get. It's just like this man is essentially trying to reclaim his humanity from yeah. literally decades of yes. just being a gun. Yes. Like he was literally exactly. a living weapon for decades. Exactly. With no with no control of himself, no choice, nothing. And he and he battled through that. And this mm -hmm. show, I think, did a really good job showing all of that. Um, just really quick though, uh, can we discuss uh Miss Sharon Carter in this show? Oh, the fact that she's a traitor? Listen. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was a little when, when, in the last episode where you know where it's coming down to it, and she says, "You know, it's you." The, the what is she called? The handler? No, power broker. Power, power broker. broker. She was like, "Oh, so it's you." And then the fact that she they knew each other, I was like, "Oh, so you the one that texted her and said that you stole my stuff? I want it back." I was like, "Oh shit, shit!" Right, like. <laughs> I was totally shocked. I didn't see that coming. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see that coming. What'd you say, Terry? What'd you say? What'd her aunt Peggy say? Her aunt Peggy would be so ashamed of her right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, Peggy, I you know Peggy is rolling in her grave. Okay, I I honestly couldn't believe it, and I was I was thinking to myself, you know, because when they talk about how she ended up overseas anyway, because. They all tried to, you know, they tried to find Bucky and then they stole the shield at one point. I would like to see the flashback, yeah. by the way, of They that. made her um, enemy of the state after they, that. They made her enemy of the state and she had to leave. But in my head, I was just like, but I mean, like, she went from one all the way to the other. Like, that's a big, like, I mean, granted, I, I would say this. She probably was one of the ones that was left behind when it was all said and done and had to do what she had to do yeah. because 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 i gotta remember like it's not confirmed whether or not that she was part of it more than likely she wasn't if this, she had this kind of turn because right. between that happening uh initially and then the five what that like she what essentially been on the run for like what seven years was it seven years? I didn't think it was. It's that probably long. about seven years because I think like I think winter. I think uh, Civil War was like what like a a year and a half before Infinity War. You might be right. I didn't think so it was like, seven years. Yeah. I think they talk about how long she's on the run. I may have to re rewatch. Yeah. So I and then I it was like and then you then you then you pretty much add five years of that. She basically had been on the run for like almost seven years. Yeah, it depends on if she got blipped or not. If she got blipped, there's only been two years for her. If she didn't get blipped, then yes, a full seven. Whoa. Right. Okay. So, like, more than likely, she was probably the ones that survived it. And I guess maybe she just she had to do what she had to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you over there, you over there in an area where, you know, the underground is is how you, I guess, how you live and whatever. I just honestly didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I I was literally mm -hmm. like, oh shit, it's shit, I'm shit, shit. Oh. Yeah, I 
Honestly, I kind of suspect it since episode three. No, not not three. Um, I want to say episode four. I suspect it because of the way she just knew certain things and kept. Yeah, like up. the way she was handling shit. It was like, mm, like I kind of, sus- I've been suspecting since about like episode four. Like remember she like she had, like made a phone call and like dude was snapping and like was yelling in French. Like I automatically knew that was ball truck. and I'm like, mm. oh yeah, yeah, I, I did too. I, I figured that when I heard it, I was like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end, she gets back into the United States per Sam, keeping his promise. She gets her government job back. Mm-hmm. And now she, she's probably going to be selling national secrets, which means eventually Sam and Bucky are probably going to have to deal with her. Or maybe it's the U.S. Yep. agents. US, but that, you know, they're going to have to this, deal with her. So I like, just Whoa. love the fact that this has like spun, it has spun off so many different stories to go just yeah. about anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I just cannot wait what ties into that. Cause like, I, I don't know. I've, I've honestly been hearing that, that, uh, they might touch on some of the elements that happen in this show in, uh, in Black Widow. Maybe they might touch on it. But how so, would you? Um, that can't be possible. That can't be possible, can it? Can we just talk about how nope. synced up Bucky and Sam's fighting styles have become? Oh yeah, definitely. Synced up, yeah. They oh uh, yeah, how synced up, yeah. Really well, like they fight together really well. They fl- like they can match each other's combat rhythm. Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy. It, you because like the only person I've seen. Um, Bucky sync up that well in a in combat with is Steve himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And and I think that was something that they were working up to as well because it's like because again like Bucky's in a situation where he trusts Steve's judgment, so yeah. obviously he wants Sam to be able to handle it to to be able to carry it his own way, like because. Cause, cause again, like Sam was pretty much stuck of just like carrying it either like Steve or for Steve instead of just carrying it for himself. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like, dude, like Steve trusted you with the shield. He trusted you for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's like me. It's like, look, I don't want the shield. And obviously Steve probably knew that. So it was just like, you know, it was like, and- look, dude, if he gave it to you, he gave it to you for a reason. Yeah. And I also think that it's, I think also that Steve knew that because of everything Bucky has done as the Winter Soldier, there, I don't think there would be a way that I, I think America would be able to accept, you know, but like Bucky knew he had done like way too much, you know what I'm saying, or right. whatever. So he wouldn't, he, I don't think he felt he was worthy also of carrying the shield because of what he had done. But Sam, you know, and, and so the dynamic of Bucky really helping Sam understand what the shield is and the fact that what you said, Steve chose you for a reason. Like you got to believe that you are, you can be cap and that you are cap. Like you are worthy of this shield. You know what I'm saying? And whatever their dynamic was, was, was really good. And Sam, honestly, Sam's flight scenes as Falcon, I was like, damn. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Very cinematic, very cinematic worthy for sure. Yes. yeah. The sh- I mean, the show itself definitely was a damn movie. Like, come on, it like was. all the money they threw at the show, please. It was. <laughs> and, I, and I even like they did everything as like, even when you watch the credits, because I watched the credits, I, I thought it was, I did like the fact that the credits were at the end of every episode instead of the beginning. I thought that was cool. Um, but even right. with the yeah, credits, the- when they show the credits, they would show Bucky first and then Sam. Well, and right. the, la- the last episode, it was Sam first, and then they changed the name 
to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So I, like everything, honestly, in this whole series was just so well done. I really can't wait yeah. until the next season. It was really, yeah, really good. Uh, they're actually, they were actually planning on calling it Captain America and the White Wolf at the end, but then they decided uh, we should probably we don't want to overload the audience with too much character development. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. That interview, I'm like, no, overload us with the character development. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bring at this it point, on. it's like, dude, give me more. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that so the fact that Captain America four is in development, I believe now. I think uh, I was listening to. Um, him, Anthony Mackie, talk about it, but you know the fact that it's going to be him at the center stage yeah. is huge. Like it's huge. Yeah. So, because yeah. when it comes out, I believe out besides Black Panther, which Black Panther, I, I think Anthony Mackie talks about, like he will be the first um, African American like mainstream comic book movies. So, cause like uh, Black Panther was Wakandan, right? So African. Yeah, that was, right? yeah, that was like straight so up Sam, like African, African folklore. Yeah, so, yeah. so Sam will be the first African American led major comic book movie character. And he's like so excited. Well, about in the MCU, because- we In the MCU, yeah, I'm sorry, in the MCU. <laughs> please don't like, um, in the MCU, yes. It's a really big moment. And I and I have to admit, because of what Sam Wilson, so I was already a Bucky fan. Like I, I really like, like I said, I like the Winter Soldier as a character. So I was already a Bucky fan. But I have to right. admit, because of what Sam did for like Isaiah Bradley, you know, the fact that he made the the journey that he went through to be Captain America, you know, I have to admit, I have super mad respect for Sam Wilson as a character now. That I, I don't think that I had when we saw him in the Avengers. Like I, I liked him because I like Anthony Mackie, you know. So I, I like this character, but I have like so much super respect for Sam Wilson now as a character than I think I did before. And 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 all right. honestly, that is all owed to this series. It was just really, really well done. So I I definitely agree. Like I think that I I will say that. I kind of was always indifferent about Sam Wilson as a character, just in general, like both comics and movies. Mm -hmm. So uh, I like the only thing I could say was I definitely like the fact that before the movie, the, the Civil War movie even got announced that they was able to put Sam in that position because even the, in the original Civil War comic books or whatever, like Sam was there to have Cap's back like that. So the fact that they set that up prior before they even announced Civil War, which originally I guess they weren't going to do. So like, I guess like we were all better for it. Mm. Um it was it was just really cool that they were able to put him in the forefront like that to make him as like okay uh he's an established character so where do they go from here like do they you know does he still remain falcon or do we get to that point where steve retires and passes the shield down and we did that in endgame it was like oh shit mm -hmm. <laughs> like Nobody was expecting that yet, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, like, granted, like folks would bring up to like, oh, they contract was up, whatever. Like, we ain't talking about that. We're talking about characters, right? right. Okay? Like, right. whatever. So it's just the fact that we got to this point from, you know, after Endgame with him passing on the shield, um, 
you know, and Sam having to deal with, you know, even thinking about trying to carry the shield and what it meant, you know, and you know, it, it, it the thing is, it's 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 an interesting backstory because again, it's like that is a discussion that like a lot of folks don't really bring up with, you know, uh, servicemen of color and how they deal right. with that. Right. You know, because it's like, again, it's like they are Americans and they serve their country, but like they country don't treat them with the same respect. Right. It's like, exactly. what is the mindset and how do they deal with that? And Sam was an interesting person for to deal with to deal with that because when we first met him he had already been honorably discharged and counseling yep. other veterans he was, like, he was done veterans. exactly like he, was, he was done right so it, it's and that it's, just speaks to steve because yeah. steve inspired him now obviously he needed him too because he was on the you know being hunted or whatever and right. he went to, <laughs> you know for help so i mean there's that but i think also falcon knew or or sam wilson knew that steve was involved in something bigger and right. and he obviously wanted to be a part of it. And he was riding with Steve, you know, because he didn't have to go with Steve to find Bucky. But he knew, nope. he knew, he understood how much Bucky meant to Steve. And again, he knew that, you know, he, it was something bigger out there. So, you know, mm-hmm. he, he went with him. So that speaks to how Steve was able to inspire him too. And he was probably the first person in a long time that Steve trusted because, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, you know, tried to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Like, still betrayed, you know, right. still betrayed Steve and, and tried to kill him and, you know, and all of that yeah. stuff. So, and that, you know, and, and that's, an, and that's great that you bring that up because on the flip side, Sam also yeah. left the mark on Steve because yeah. remember, uh, like, after that time jumping in game, Steve was counseling people. Yep. So, he sure it was. was like, yep. And it's like, dude, it's it's little things like that I like respect the most because like it just brings so many things full circle and it just gives so much layers. layers It's like, dude, you can't. It's like you can't help but respect it. Yeah. Yeah, What'd you say, Tolkien? Yeah, I said it shows their character development. Shows how the characters have grown and evolved over the years. Yep. And and how they remember and honor honor each other because he didn't have to take up Sam's counseling session, but he did because that's how much. You know, Sam meant to him. So you're, you know, you're right. So yeah, I, I just, yeah, it was just a really well done series, and um, I have, you know, it's one of those ones that I'm definitely going to keep watching because I really do like the show. So it was just, yeah, it, it was I, agree. I agree. I hope, I hope they change their mind by Captain America four and that Bucky takes up the White Wolf mantle permanently mm. and the Winter Soldier I um persona behind because he mm. hates it. Because he hates it, it is nothing but trauma for him. Right. 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 You're absolutely right. Hopefully like they do either, either he takes up White Wolf or he tries to turn Winter Soldier into something different, even though technically you really can't. Right. Pretty much has like decades of blood behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Yeah. It's out there. So yeah. So, you know, and you know, then I think the next series that's on deck to come out is Loki. So I, yes, I, which we gotta wait two uh, months for. Yeah, damn it, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> wait two months. But uh, people, remember, this is very important. The Loki in this series is not the Loki that went through all the character development. He's 2012 nope. Loki. Remember, wait, oh, that's right. He's after when he this when is he this is post after the first movie, right? This is post new. Is this is like movie? right after New York Invasion, Loki. Oh, it's after the first Avengers. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you for saying that, Toku, because that was about to mess me all the way yes. up. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. this this is still very sneaky and conniving Loki right now. Okay. <laughs> before, Loki, before Loki was like this before Loki Loki had his um realization that like yeah like maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> so this is this is before the Loki chooses to sacrifice himself to save like Thor and the rest of the Asgardians. Absolutely. Okay, so this is the one yeah, after the first Avengers. This okay. Before his mother died. So, right, like, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Remember, the yes. death of Frigga is really the turning point in Loki's character. Yeah. Like, yeah. Loki may hate every single person in Asgard, but Frigga loved his mama. Yeah, he loved, he his, loved his mama. mama. He <laughs> loved his mama. He really uh, did. According to the uh, novelization and in the interviews, she was actually the one who taught him magic and how to use knives, so. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, that's, okay. Yep, that's correct, yep. So, the, so that's Loki, what, that's, the next series that's coming out, and I actually, again, see, and the and the mind again is is how I feel about the character. So I actually do like Loki, and mm-hmm. you know, um, he was a very good dynamic against Thor's boringness of a character in the yeah. movies. Like, again, not a comic reader, so in the movies, I was super bored with Thor, but Loki, I like. So I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to watching his series too. I'm looking so I, I will say this. I think like as far as like the well, the more mythological side of the MCU, um it was they something really I, 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 I I kind of I kind of really do wish it was something that they were able to do with Thor to where they were able to make that the straight man thing work and still kind of keep the you know the Thor that we kind of that we pretty much know in like popular lore. So because I the think boisterous I, big mouth braggart. Say what? The boisterous big mouth braggart. Right. Yeah. It's like I just wish they were able to find somebody that could, that was able to really pin that like really well. Like maybe hope. Well, we're probably not gonna. We're probably not gonna get that at all since he's pretty much with the Guardians now. Yeah. So. So which which is fine. Like I don't mind that. It's fine. We got but, a it, in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he did. But it's it's just like a sense of like because it was recently it was recently revealed that in the Eternals film they're introducing the Greek gods Hmm. because Russell Crowe was cast as Zeus, which means which means we will be seeing Hercules at some point. Oh yeah, the line of Olympus. (laughs) They better get it right. They better get it right. So it would be interesting to kind of see that dynamic with him and Thor. So, like, because it's like, you know, it's like Thor ended up being one of those characters where they kind of had to, in order to kind of, like, do, like, to kind of do something interesting in him, they kind of had to sort of, like, like have to pretty much model the character after the person that's playing him. They made him the comic relief, in all honesty. Right, and the thing is, and that's kind of like, it's not, it's not, like, the worst choice ever, because obviously for Chris Hems' work, it works, it works, but... It's it kind of always been something that's been more like comic book Hercules, though. It's always kind of been his thing. So it'd be, I don't know, like it, it, it'd be kind of interesting to see how how they play that and where they go with it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still looking forward to all of it when it's all said and done. So, like, you know, it's it's a lot to look forward to. There is. And so, and, and so, you know, I'm, so again, I'm, I'm not really somebody who's going to watch the Black Widow movie. I don't really care about Black Widow, so I'm not going to watch it. Um, But I am looking forward to Loki. So I'm, you know, so that'll be another one, obviously, that we'll talk about. But in terms of, you know, this show, 
I have to admit, I will give Marvel kudos about for Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it was just, again, for it to be six episodes, they put so much into it. I personally didn't feel it was it was rushed. I feel like they wrapped up a lot of things very well, and they also allowed for some openings on some areas where you know we can get another season. You know, who knows who we'll see as the villain or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I just thought it. I just thought it was well done, and I mean. Even like a wrap up with the fact, I mean, the fact that even, you know, Zemo's butler killed those other super soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Like, he made, you know, Zemo had a thing where, you know, you know, he does not want super soldiers walking the earth. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that his butler killed, what, I think there was three of them, I think, who was in that band? Uh, no, it was, was it? I think it was, it was whole, I, think, I, I think it was the, I think it was three. I, I want to say it was three, because like I know yeah, it was the like, ones that that uh, that were with they got arrested with Carly. Yeah, exactly. So, with Carly. Yeah. So the fact, I mean, so it was it was so like that that particular storyline. I you know it was it uh, we got introduced to it and it got wrapped like they really did a good job in six episodes. You know, and to tackle yeah. so many issues and so many different things and. You know, doing that in six episodes was re was really well done. You know, so I'm I'm looking forward to Loki because it's like I said, I shout. It's like I will keep saying this, and it's like, look, I love all my superheroes, but this is why, like, a lot of the street level heroes work better. Yeah, like yeah. Lot, that's this is why a lot of them work better. Like the only person that the only person that they need to get right, and hopefully Shang Chi will come along and change that. They need to get Iron Fist and company right. Yeah, going forward because yeah. you know yeah. it's like it's it's like again it's like I think a lot of what the disconnect was with WandaVision on top of folks like being mad that their uh, theories didn't pan out is that be, they're they are these are powerful characters like this is like going into like the supernatural realm now granted the whole show deals with different stages of her dealing with grief yeah. so well it's dealing with her grief but actually going through like the different stages of grief as the show progresses which mm -hmm. personally it that touched me a lot in a lot of ways which is why i enjoyed the show for what it was so um it's anytime that they do something that's like more grounded and it's you know it's not somebody like all up in space it's not somebody that can literally like you know, punch a boulder and shatter it or shoot lasers out of their hands and nothing like that. It's like when you kind of get to the down down to earth type of characters dealing with real issues, like they are the ones that really hit home a lot of the time. So it's like yes, okay. like Falcon and Winter Soldier is 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 really is is the really peak of like comic book stuff right now to yeah. me. See, and I just finished because um, I'm a little late to the party, but I like I think like a month ago, I just finished Titans on HBO Max, which I actually liked. I actually liked this show or whatever. But then somebody told mm -hmm. me not to watch. Oh, what's the other what's the other show on Did HBO you? Max? What's that with the guy with the metal who's all metal and the people, the lady who can eat a whole bunch of food? And I don't see why they told you not to watch Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol's hilarious. Yeah, Doom Patrol. Somebody told yeah, me Doom not Patrol's to watch Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol's great. Like, because they said that I'll, it'll make me like super depressed because I guess their stories. Like, it's, it's a very, yeah. like, put it this part, way. Part of it is Doom because their oh, go stories. Ahead, go ahead, Terry. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You were talking? I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Terry. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. You can go. It's so fun. Like it's because it's because their stories are so dark and depressing. Seeing them get out of it and become better people makes it so much better. And it makes the humor hit harder. It's like they're yeah, their lies are dark, but there's light in that darkness. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, and the show. And another cause... thing is that, like, Doom Patrol is like one of those shows that's like, it's 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 absurd in concept, but there's a lot of heart there. Like, it's it's like all the weird shit that you would think would happen in comic books kind of happens in this show, and it's so entertaining that when they do get into like the heavy stuff, like it still keeps you engaged. It's not like one of those things that just kind of chases you off or anything like that. So it's it's a very entertaining show. Now, of course, when it comes to Titans, I will say that I enjoyed season two more, but Listen, only the first the half of it. Storyline was was trash. I don't like I don't like her at all. Like that's another show we I don't want to go into. It no one likes Raven her. in that show. Yeah, like no her one... whole thing in the show is 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 trash. I don't like it. But but yeah, we, we uh huh. What'd you say, Toku? I don't get why they aged Raven down or why they made her look, look I get Raven's always been a little goth and a little emo but they but they, they kind of cranked it up to 11 like she they went, did like she went from Lincoln Park to panic at the disco if you know what I mean <laughs> and they just and they just the fact that they just made her crying and whining all the time and I was just like what yeah, it, is... it, they they could have they could have gone a different route with that. Yeah, I just I think that, that to me, I I think honestly, best addition to the show, and they still have a lot to do with this character was when they introduced Superboy in season two, and that's, that's because that's because it is scientifically proven that Connor <laughs> Kent makes everything better. But for the record, <laughs> for the record, Connor Kent is not as fine as I want him to be, and that's from a woman perspective. <laughs> Okay, I listen. I have watched too much Young Justice to get to be satisfied with whatever the hell that dude is. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, I don't like it at all. Not at all, ma'am. Ma ma the character is sixteen. I, I need you to calm down a little. Listen, listen. I don't care. I don't care. I still need him to be lightweight, attractive. Okay, I don't like him at all. So that's just from a, an aesthetic perspective. Okay, or whatever. So, no. so story aside, like I mean, with that being said, like what's I mean, what's your take on Dick Grayson in this show? I like Dick Grayson. I like okay. I like his I liked his struggle. I liked his 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 um because like as some, again, not a comic reader. I always have to say that because somebody's probably gonna listen to this and be like, "Well, you don't read the comics." I, yes, I know that. I'm telling y'all, everybody knows I know. Okay, but <laughs> but I grew up on the cartoons. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, even the first Batman animated series cartoon. And I, you know, even watching that, you can see how Robin is, like, slowly getting fed up with, like, Bruce's shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's episodes where Robin really gets fed up with Batman keeping secrets, Batman making decisions for him, Batman still treating him like a kid, and that, you know, he's, like, 18, 20. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Yeah. Batman not really trusting him in certain things. And um, just Robin really realizing that his life with Batman or, or his life as Robin, he may have to go ahead and separate from there because if he's ever going to grow, he won't be able to do it staying with Bruce because Bruce is never, you know, at that point, Bruce is never going to change. Now, he may change with other Robins because 
he learned with with Dick, but at with just him. Uh, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying he learned a whole lot of lessons, but there were there were some things that he changed. You know what I'm saying? As far as how he treated certain certain Robins. Um, yeah, I, I will I, say in this show. I, I will say, in for the sake of this show, uh, regardless of however he went with 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 Dick Grayson in this or whatever, like that's fine, but. Uh, it doesn't really seem like Bruce has learned shit by the time uh, when uh, Jason pops up at all. Cause yeah, his- yeah. Well, I was I was trying to go back. I was trying to go back to that because so like in the in terms of Dick Grayson's portrayal in Titans, I actually I actually liked it. You know, I I I thought that it was obviously you guys will have different opinions on on Dick Grayson and me because you know I I but, love. I but I like I really did. Yeah. You know. No, no, I'm with you on this one. Um I can I'm I'm going to I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. I don't actually like Batman because I find him psychotic and vicious and mean for no real reason. Like I'm with you on that. That's fair. That's so, a fair assessment. So which is another reason why Dick Grayson's my favorite cuz Dick is just constantly calling Bruce out on it. On his bull. Yes. My and yeah. My yes. That's what that's what made the animated series like so good because it got to that point where it's just like, dude, what the hell? Like <laughs> and my, you I know, and like, I like this so, so much. Go ahead, my, Toku. I'm sorry. Yeah. My favorite issue of Outsiders is when Dick Grayson is leading the Outsiders and he finds out Bruce has been secretly funding the Outsiders through Wayne Industries. He's like, okay, dude. You need to make up your mind. You are either going. You are either a callous. You are either a callous, cold douchebag who does not care about me, or you're, or you're, a, or you're secretly the best, or you're secretly the best father ever. You cannot keep switching up on me like this. You need to pick us. <laughs> right. Like and and yeah. he, I mean, he even calls out Bruce a couple of times in Titans, where he, you know, talks about that. And I think even one of the episodes was when he was like drugged and battling his own psyche. But yeah. still, you know what I'm saying? Like I think Dick's rebellion yeah. of you know, of of Bruce Wayne, or I'm sorry, not really a Bruce, but a Batman was yeah. is really well done in the show. Like, I, I really did like Dick Grayson. Now, one thing I will say is I hated who they chose to play Bruce Wayne in the series. Like, What I did like, I tell you? What did I tell you? I would like Jorah like as Bruce, but I actually hated him as Bruce Wayne. I hate, especially no. the scene, again, where, where Dick Grayson is, um, trying to figure things out and he's in his brain and he had that whole scene at the nightclub. You know right. what I'm saying? I was like, what the fuck am I like? No, I, I hated it. I hate, I honestly hated it. I, I, I didn't like it. Like, this is my take. This is my overall take on Dick Grayson right. in the show. Is it like now I do understand the conflict that he had with Batman and him trying to like trying to go out and do his own thing or whatever now the inconsistency of whether or not he's even trying to it's like one of my issues with the show was the fact that like nobody involved feel like they want to be heroes that's kind of like been like my overall issue with it and dick grayson especially because it's like for the good that they do give him sometimes with dealing with it he made some dumbass decisions in like both he did he did and it's and it's like dude like what the 
it's yeah, like that that's it's just like things like that that kind of irked me about the show now it's he was learning, there though. there's some there's some there's some highlights in the show that de- definitely but i just think that they have to be more consistent with what they're building up and how they're building up the characters because some things feel inconsistent because especially like basically with everybody in this basically everybody on the team basically being murderers so <laughs> I, 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 oh, go ahead, Toku. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, well, I was going to say, being fair, like Dick, the reason why Dick Grayson is messing up so much is because that's kind of how Dick Grayson works. <laughs> he, he's a better person than Bruce, but he does stupid things for stupid reasons. Like, for example, just off the top of my head, um, trying to, trying, like just off the top of my head, um, proposing to your girlfriend to keep her from leaving you because she blames you for not realizing the shapeshifter was a shapeshifter. That's and, and a comic thing that didn't happen in the show, ladies and gentlemen. Because I, I don't remember. Thing, but I'm just saying that's just off the top of my head. Just you know, one example of Dick Grayson's stellar choice making, or you know. I- Sleeping with your ex and then inviting her to your wedding. Yeah, that was trash. I mean, like, and and I mean, even in the show, you know, something that was stupid was him not telling his team that Slade's son, that, like, what happened with Slade's son. That me so much that, in that season. When I, when I, and then the fact that Dick knew, or not really, he knew the whole time. No, wait, did he? Did he know the whole time no, that he was He fine? knew the whole time and didn't tell anybody. Then finally told any then finally told everyone. Then everyone walked out on him. Right. And he put and he throws himself in jail. Right. And it's like right. that would now I, the no, crazy thing was, was that like even with the whole situation, like, it's like, dude, you I didn't blame you yourself for something, something that wasn't your fault. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that was my thing. Like when it re, when he replayed when the when the memory replayed, I was like, but that wasn't your fault though. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, he did kind of follow the boy or whatever, but but what happened with the with the son? Like he chose to protect you, so that you know that wasn't your fault, and he's alive. So so the whole team broke up because they thought that they got Slade's son killed by Slade, and this whole time, like you just didn't, you know what I'm saying? And, and then you getting letting yourself get arrested for what penance? That how was that supposed to help? That ain't helping nobody. You know what? You know what then the man Beast Boy gets captured. I like Beast Boy too, by the way. I like I like Beast Boy. Yeah. Um, I like Beast. The only reason why Dick Grayson is so dramatic is because he was raised by Bruce Wayne. Who I was is just that's all he's trying to do is be dramatic because he was raised by Batman. So it's, being dramatic comes with the with the territory. Yeah. Or whatever. I guess, now, I, like I, I, I think to you, me, I, I think like it, it just gets to the point where it's a little too melodramatic. And what I will me. tell you is, as somebody who didn't know, so I know of Jason Todd as the adult. I didn't really, I don't really know too much about Jason Todd as a teenager. Jason, um, he was not a, look as as a Robin police officers as the Robin where he broke that no. officer's fine. I was no. like, Whoa. no. First off, first off. If that's if that's the situation, it's just like first of all, with Batman, with us knowing who Batman is, there's no way that he wouldn't have not known about that shit. Yeah, you you're right. There's no way he would have not known about that. Secondly, the fact is, is that like, dude, 
Why are you attacking the fucking cops? Because he was mad because of how they used to beat up on him when he was on the street. He wasn't even in that. He didn't even grow up in that city. He grew up in Gotham. PD that had nothing to do with you getting treated like shit. <laughs> I guess he said it don't matter. Everybody get the. But I have to admit, I was not ready. So like that particular scene where he broke that cop's neck or that spot, I was not ready for that. That I, that made me my mouth drop. Like, was he really that bad? Like, no. I'm sure. He was, <laughs> but I, I really was like, was he that bad as a teenager? The worst thing he did as Robin was possibly throw a drug de- a drug dealer off a roof, but it's really <laughs> ambiguous, and it's and he could have just fell. Okay. Okay, like, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. Never, he has never gone like full on just like he went winter soldier. doing some goofy <laughs> shit like this in costume. Like, no. Like, like that stuff was serious. I was like, okay. And, and as somebody who was excited to finally get a live action Jason Todd, because I've been wanting to see him for, you know, for a minute. Like, I was really shocked at that. I was like, oh, I so I didn't really know what to okay. say about that. Well, apparently he's going to be, he's already going to be Red Hood in th- season three for reasons. Oh, well, shit. So. Yeah, okay. I, honestly, when it comes to Robins, the person who had the most anger issues and snapped the most in the Robin costume is Dick Grayson. Yeah. 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 I agree. In, in the comics, in the comics, and like you see it in the Teen Titans TV show from 2003. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. And people forget this. Dick had a mean streak a mile long. He was he sure Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. He had, he had some he has some angry issues. He you know it took him a while to iron that shit. And that's why I was saying, like in the in the Batman animated series, the first one, the one where uh it turns out that uh the person who killed Dick's parents is out there and like Batman tries to get to him first, and but Robin hears the announcement from the police over the radio. And he's like, right. hell no, that man's not going to get to him. But like, you even see Dick Grayson go off, like, in oh, that yeah, episode. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, so, it's, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. All right, Dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's so, just, yeah. Had, it's just like yeah. I said, like, my overall issue with the show was just the fact that it's just, the thing is that it was just so much cynicism with, like, all the characters. And then it's just to the point where it just, like, felt, it just felt like no None, none of them wanted to be heroes at all. Like, yeah. no, I think the only person that felt yeah. like they could do something was Beast Boy, and they just kept like, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of like, I, could see that. I guess the only way I could put it is like they kind of was like hero cock blocking him at every turn. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of weird. In, a way, in, because, like, <laughs> in Titans, they feel less like they want to be heroes and more like they're forced by circumstances to be heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird, I, I could see that. Which is weird to me because, like, the Teen Titans, like, they're literally founded on the idea that these are a bunch of teenagers who got so sick of waiting for the adults to help, they just went... Right, they formed their own team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I know we got off on a big-ass tangent, but I just had to throw that out. (laughs) I mean, hey, we still on comic book talk, but we we, we could just just say, like, hey, you know, this is our extended talk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our extended talk on Titans and yeah, you know, and so, I, I mean, mean, plus and plus it's relevant. Like we got stuff from season three coming too. Yeah, they just they just announced the actor for Scarecrow in that. And so. I think they they announced too that they're coming out with a season four of Young Justice. 
if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, they did that a while ago. I forgot what oh. it was called. Um, yeah. Like, I used to be excited for Young Justice, but oh my god, that, that last season was so confusing. That last it's, season made no season, sense to me. I was like, was, what, are, yeah. what are we focusing on? Are we focused? Is it supposed to be y'all? Because, and then it was like a big old like time jump, which I guess makes sense considering how long it took us to get season three. But the last season, honestly, I was just like, what is I, and I was honestly uninterested. And, and, and in, like the, the I was built up apocalypse only for apocalypse to do next to nothing. That yeah, nothing at all. Nothing yeah. at all. I was season honestly, three was all over the place. I honestly didn't care about those four characters at all, to be honest, except maybe uh cyborg. You know, I I thought his his little dynamic was interesting, but other than that, I didn't care about it like at all. I was just like, okay. The, the new characters had potential, they just didn't capitalizing that potential but on the bright side thank you young just i will compliment on this thank you young justice for finally doing something that apparently dc has forgotten and specifying that apocalypse does not use mother boxes they use father boxes you have no idea Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) i kind of the only thing i think my only gripe is that i still i don't like the fact that they I guess that they're officially confirming Wally being dead. Yeah, like, I, I was, was trapped in the Speed Force somewhere. That's what I, I would. That's what I would think. But like with them kind of sort of like confirming his death, like yep. I'm like, yeah, that kind of sucks because Wally was yep. like pretty much like one of the more popular versions yep. of Flash. And I honestly think they had a lot more story to tell with him too. His death out, like they haven't confirmed his death out of the universe, but they're treating him as dead in the universe because. Well, he disappeared into light, and we haven't seen him in four years. What else could he be? Like, yeah, you know, and that whole scene where Artemis, you know, Zatanna used her magic for they their soul, yeah. or whatever that yeah. was. I was just like, so he's dead for real? Like, I thought, yeah. I thought they, were, I thought he was like in the Speed Force or in an alternate reality or something. You know, what I'm saying somewhere. You know, what I'm saying, but. They did. They did kind of lightweight confirm it, where she allowed their souls to meet, or whatever. I was just like, yeah, I was a little shocked yeah. that they did that too. Because yeah. kid, with no no offense to Kid Flash, or I think it's Kid Flash, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in, in, yeah. did he go by Kid Flash now, or did he go by Impulse? I know that's Bart. Impulse for most of the season, then at the very last episode, he switched to Kid Flash. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because yeah, so, yeah, because yeah. I know I know that's Bart. So. Um, uh, like the um, think it's what uh, Barry's grandson. Yes. Yeah. Great grandson, because he's like from the future. future. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he's that far. I think I think it's his grandson. Oh, you're you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, in Young Justice, he's only his grandson. It, I I was. I sometimes get my information confused. There's I, a lot. Yeah, because I yeah because I knew he wasn't that far down in the bloodline, so. Um, but I know they included him, and it's like, it's like still in high school. I kind of wanted Wally back, and it's just like with that yeah. kind of sort of like confirming that he's actually dead, and I'm like, well, shit. But then doesn't that Fuck. still like jack up the timeline a little bit because now the grandson is in the present? Uh, time, I mean, uh, time, <laughs> time Let, let's not try to bring logic with timelines <laughs> and, and speedsters in DC, please. <laughs> <laughs> That that ship has sailed a long time ago. Shouldn't the time, the time, shouldn't the speed force time people like 
Do you want term? Do you want the Terminator movies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's he's essentially rewriting like history all the time now because of he's in the present. Like nobody, like that ain't a problem. Like that, we, uh, that we ship has that? sailed a okay. long time ago. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. all right. I guess I'll just let that one go. All right, so we're gonna so really quick, we're gonna go ahead and do our um our final thoughts. So following Marvel, let's let's you go ahead and go first with your final thoughts about anything we've talked about. Yeah, uh just um uh all I can say is thank you, Tok uh Toku Terry for bringing up Kaiju 8. Uh that mm-hmm. sounds very interesting to read. And it's been a while since I it's been a while since I dipped my toe in the reading manga, so I'm gonna have to like get back into that and start reading that whenever I get the chance. Uh besides that, um uh Warner Brothers, uh Snyder, figure y'all shit out. Um <laughs> Warner Brothers, y'all don't need to keep trolling this man and Snyder, you could stop sicking your uh Snyder bots on people because this it's been a very weird few months. Since y'all got y'all Snyder cut and y'all still ain't satisfied. So y'all need to figure out what y'all want to do. And Snyder, stop revealing shit that you wanted to do in this cut that you didn't do. You yeah, said like you did everything. Like the Green Lantern said, Oh my you God. You said you did everything. Stop revealing shit. You said you did everything. Either you did or you didn't, God damn it. Really fast. I know this is your final thoughts, but really fast. I read about, you know, because he dropped who he was going to cast as a Green Lantern and he did, you know, for whatever reason, it got cut or whatever. And now everybody's like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm sure like Warner Brothers didn't want to touch Green Lantern yet because I think they were still doing the Green Lantern core stuff. And yeah. the thing is, is that like Snyder wanted to take a lot of, th- wants to do a lot of things or whatever, but I'm I'm assuming that some other folks or whatever had other plans for certain characters. And, but you know, the, of course, Green Lantern thing, Dark Side thing, you know, just stuff didn't add up. So. And I think it's the fact that we would have finally gotten our John Stewart, which is what a lot of people, you know, wanted or whatever. So, but anyway, well, I know, that, well, I know that's but, what the Green Lantern Corps was supposed to be for. But yeah. so anyway, whatever. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, anyway, right. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was fire. Um, you know, can't wait to see what else they do with it. Uh, uh, with it becoming Captain America Winter Soldier or when it becomes Captain America White Wolf, I don't care. I'm here for it. Shit was fire. <laughs> Can't wait to see more, and uh, I'm with everything else with the tangent. I'm just, I'm just hoping that Titan season three keeps me there and doesn't disappoint me because the first two seasons have they, they've kind of held me up and then they dropped me right back down. Especially season two because I enjoyed the first half of that, and the second half was just like, what the hell did y'all do? So, um, yeah. With all that being said, uh. Yes, nerve, but nerve responsibly, guys. Are you just you were up, sir? Okay, I was going to use that, but I'm gonna still use it. Anyway, I would have had I would have had to charge you this time. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, yeah, final thoughts. Um, first off, I tore through any bullshit. <laughs> I, I I feel like I say that every time we talk about Zack Snyder, but you know, it bears repeating. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll throw yeah, so uh I'll throw three it's bullshit. Read kaiju number eight. I swear to god, I will fight you. I will fight all of you on this. Because <laughs> if this gets canceled, 
I am personally declaring war on every person who hasn't who hasn't read it. Uh oh. Like even those of us who don't read manga, you're gonna fight us too? No, no, no. You you you're exempt because you because you don't read manga, period. So it doesn't so be talking Marvel, he's talking to people like you. Um hey. Yeah, again, the Mortal the Mortal Kombat movie was middling to fair to me. Um Ol had no reason to exist. Um WB Snyder. Grow up, y'all are grown. This is <laughs> this is pathetic. Like, like y'all are in your forties and fifties. Well, are, are you proud of what, of how you're spending your time right now? Do, do you are you gonna put this this time on your resume? I tro- I got into a into an internet war with my former with my former publisher for eight months because I was pissy that, that I didn't get to do my big Batman fascist fan fiction. Sorry. Sorry. Went off for a second. <laughs> okay. What else, what else am I, what am I forgetting? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the WB, the WB movies and the WB anime movies are pretty awesome. You, you guys should check them out if you don't watch them. And oh my God, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh my God, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, I I can't I can't gotta agree with that one. I gotta <laughs> agree with that one. So I mean, so you know, really quick, my final thought. So I'm off the hook per Toku Terry because I don't read manga. So everybody else, I suggest you read Kaju Number Eight because I don't think you really want Toku Terry. Like I don't think you want to open the door and he's there and like I he just. Not- you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you want that. I don't think you want a mad Toku Terry. I don't think the world wants a mad Toku Terry. No. So, that's not y'all exactly. Um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat God, there's there's so much I want to say about that movie, but we are we are saving that for our next podcast. But listen, I don't I don't care that it's it's a movie based off of a fighting game. I we deserve whatever better than whatever the hell that was, and and that's just how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it it was. Ugh, okay, I'm stuttering, so I'm just gonna go ahead and move on. Simply um, put, we're not asking for much. Just exactly, we're not asking for much. Just you know, we talked about somebody's got to get the video game movie right. So obviously, it wasn't Monster Hunter. Clearly, it wasn't Mortal Kombat. What we got next? Uh, the Nate. Uh. Like the Indiana Jones X, uh, Uncharted, the Uncharted movie, I think is next, right? For video games? Uh, miss- oh, no. Either that or Sonic 2. I can't remember which one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. So, you know, uh, so Sonic, they did get right. You know, Detective Pikachu, they got right. But I mean, like an action pack kind of, you know, movie, Ugh, Mortal Kombat Felser. So we, I'm going to conserve my, I'm going to reserve my anger for and disappointment for, you know, we discuss a little bit more. Um, the WB Insider. Okay, you know, y- y'all, y'all, y'all. How long are we gonna do this? You know, what I'm saying, like WB. Don't you guys other things to do than to troll a director that that ain't gonna be working on none of your movies as long as the current leadership is in place. You know, what I'm saying. So, I mean, can can we can we do something else? And Zach, I agree with Fallen Marvel. Stop revealing things that you was gonna do, riling up your fans even more. Okay, so I just I just need y'all to to do something about this beef, or 
or hug it out, pound it out. I don't care. But I, I like this is too much going on. So so figure it out and and let's all like go do something else with that. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just again really well done. I definitely have to give my kudos to Marvel, which I know some people who know that I don't really care for a lot of Marvel movies. So I know that's probably going to sound uh, very interesting coming from me. But I, you know, they they do do some of their some of their movies right. And as far as how they went about the entire Infinity War arc, I mean, they did it right. I, you know, I don't have a problem with what they did. I think they did it right. It's just some of the movies I didn't, you know, didn't like or whatever. But um, you know, this series was just so well done. And I think a lot of us who was watching like um, The Punisher, I didn't care for the Iron Fist because I saw previews and knew that shit was going to be corny. So I didn't bother with it. Um, you know, but Luke Cage and Daredevil in particular didn't care for Jessica Jones. But I think for a lot of people that have been waiting for more series since, you know, those shows had to get off of Netflix, you know, they've been looking forward to stuff like this, like WandaVision, like Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and hopefully Loki's good too. So there's, you know, so th this series just was just really, really well done. And I think the anticipation that I had was very warranted and I'm, I'm looking forward to more. So definitely hats off to Marvel for that one. Um, so, you know, we, we definitely talked a lot, <laughs> a lot with, with that, you know, a lot today and, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to us again and staying with us. Our our views and our listening and our downloads have been steadily increasing over the last month. So I definitely want to thank oh. everybody for listening. Um, and again, you can catch us on YouTube on the Planet EJOB and uh, channel, Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts. The quickest way to find us, I always tell people, is simply search EJOBN, type in EJOBN the letters and we'll pop right up because we're the only ones out there with that name. So, you know, we mm -hmm. appreciate you guys supporting us. And, um, you know, for all of us here and including um, Cassio and Jensen, the light skin king who's not here, I know he's going to hate me when, I, when he hears it, but that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we appreciate everybody for listening and, you know, we'll catch you next time on the Planet Podcast.